welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hi, welcome back to your favorite movie podcast where a veteran viewer and a virgin viewer of all things horror watch all the scary movies for you. I am Cindy. I'm Josh, and I prefer with you. With me? This is a team effort. We're all on board to kill you. We're all on board to kill me. Okay. And today might fucking do it. So this month, (laughs) uh, our theme theme is ghosts. Yeah, we're back to ghosts from January. Uh, Because we had to take... We obviously had to take a break in February for sex horror. So Society. I have been told that this one is a pretty scary one. What do you got for me? Oh, it's Insidious. Is that the name of the movie or Insidious. it is? Insi- okay. Oh, no. It, Insidious is the title of the movie. Okay. Um, when did this come out? 2011. Fuck. Uh, traditionally, uh, the newer the movie, the scarier it is. So, okay. So. How long? Wait. How long is it? Well, let's talk about 2011. But how long is it? Okay, fine. All right. 2011. Um, I was officially a mother of two and slowly losing my mind. But I was in this house, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was 29. Um, I was drinking and doing drugs a lot, but not like... Not like fun drugs. <laughs> not like... I wasn't know. like banging heroin. And I'm not saying that to discourage people that are banging heroin. I'm a firm <laughs> believer in like... You're an adult. You made your own choices. Not that. Like, we shouldn't stigmatize things because then people won't reach out for help. Okay. Um, I'm talking like mushrooms and oh. weed. <laughs> nope. I was a mom of two. Um, Alex, when did this come out? 2011. No, but like what month? April. Uh, uh, the youngest was just shy of two. And I had a five-year-old. Word. Yep. I was a little mommy. Um, I was working at Children's Home Society. I was still working where I am now. I was always a teacher. Yeah. I had a million jobs as a teen. And then at 22, I became a teacher and didn't I had a million stop. jobs as an adult. Okay. <laughs> it feels like... Uh, so 2011 in the world... We got our first Libyan civil war. Exciting. Uh, that big tsunami happened in Japan. Oh, that was terrifying. That's a thing. <sighs> yes. How that was not mm-hmm. the impetus for how Godzilla was made in the Shin Godzilla reboot. Ooh. I do not know. Because clearly that should have been it. Yeah. Uh, WikiLeaks dropped those Guantanamo Bay files. We're still trying to... What? Yep, still dealing with that nonsense. Uh, Barack Obama strode down that hallway and was like, we killed Bin Laden. Yeah. That was 2011. Yeah. Uh, South Sudan officially becomes a country. Nice. After the whole Darfur thing. Yeah. Uh, Occupy Wall Street occurred. (laughs) Did nothing. They weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. You know, they have done something. You know what they do, right? They just bring attention to... No, no, no. Like, they morphed into something else. What? So, the people that started that, what they do now, because they're, like, clearly just staying outside of banks and tents is not doing anything productive because people don't give a fuck. Right. They, the the Occupy Wall Street movement morphed into a group of people who buy up 
families and individuals' medical debt for pennies on the dollar and just forgive it. Oh, nice. So that's what they do now. Well, this um, so, our country is so fucked. Yeah, our country is super fucked up and <laughs> terrible uh, because we hate anyone who makes less than $100,000 a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, Occupy Wall Street. What's that line from Firefly? I was on the losing side. Still not convinced it was the wrong one. And... It's the year that Minecraft came out. It's good God. Still going strong, Yes, Minecraft. it is. Minecraft and WoW got to be fucking have been around forever. Yep. Yep. People that we lost that year. Okay. I need like in memoriam music whenever I do this do, little do, segment. Do. Yeah. We about to do the Jurassic Park. Thing. Yes. Go ahead. Things we lost in 2011. All the dinosaurs. That's not true because a new one's coming out now. More about dinosaurs in a minute. Uh, we lost Elizabeth Taylor. Oh. Sydney Lumet. Peter Falk. And another thing. Another thing? Up, up, big ups to Peter Falk. Oh. Uh, That's what you meant. Amy Winehouse and Randy Savage. <sighs> Amy Winehouse, looking back, was the saddest, saddest thing to watch. Uh, that documentary is crazy depressing. Like, my girlfriends and I... <clears throat> the godmothers of my children and I would just go back and forth. Like, did you see her today? Yep, she's back to wearing those dirty ballet slippers and those white fucking shorts. And she was just, you watched. And it was like, one day she's not going to wake up and wander the streets. One day that's going to happen. And sure enough, it did. And it was just, ugh. Sorry. Old Amy Winehouse. Sorry. Hell of a voice. Yes. And she had a great ear for music. And she was a great that, songwriter. That Motown. Like, great songwriter. Contemporary. It was terrific. Like you'd always see her writing songs. Yep. You never saw like Katy Perry writing a song. Well, okay. no. Well, let's, we don't need to put one down to lift another one up now. Okay. Anywho. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Insidious. Like I said, it was released April 1st, 2011. Okay. It is PG-13. Okay. Gotta get them teens into this movie. Yet somehow it's still gonna scare the hell out of me. Oh yeah. It okay. is one hour and forty three minutes long. And it's made by a director and writer team that we have talked about in the past. So this movie is directed by James Wan, who basically is responsible for modern blockbuster horror. Him oh. and, and Lee Winnell, his uh, the guy who wrote most of the movies for him. All right. And, and in some cases with him. So James Wan, they're both Australian. Um, James Wan is the director of Saul. Oh, yeah. Dead Silence, which we watched for we the podcast. We did. Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon. The Conjuring. Insidious 2. Uh, Furious 7, which is the seventh Fast and Furious movie. The Conjuring 2. Aquaman. And I thought you were saying Conjuring 2, Aquaman, like all one title. Yeah, colon, Aquaman. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, that's weird. And Saul 2. Or I'm um, shit, uh, and Malignant. Okay. So, yeah. Um, he created three of the biggest Blockbusters horror franchises in the history of horror. So, Saul. Saul. Yeah. Insidious. Okay. The Conjuring okay. universe. Is Insidious, is this the movie where it's like... Like video. You're gonna have to wait and guess at the end when we get to that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, fine, whatever. Uh, <gasps> it's written by Lee Winnell. 
who is the writer of Saul, Saul 2, Saul 3, Dead Silence, all four Insidious movies, spoiler alert for the month. Um, he's the writer and director of Upgrade and the Invisible Man remake. He's also okay. an actor. More on that in a moment. <laughs> okay. He is in this movie. Oh, the cast. All right. Round, let's tell me the cast. Here He's we go. in it. There's someone that you're going to fucking flip out over. Um, this movie stars Patrick Wilson as Josh Lambert. I think I secretly love this movie because the lead character is named Josh. Yeah. There's a billion Joshes, but they're never of any import in anything. <laughs> Except for, you know, Jesus, but okay. Yeah, that's Jesus. It was Joshua, and we all know it. Uh, so you know him from basically being the co-lead of the Conjuring films. Okay. He was in Watchmen. He was in a super fucked up movie called Hard Candy. And he was in the 2004 Phantom of the Opera movie. I love that movie. You're going to see him and you're going to be like, oh, that, that guy. Yep. I know that guy from like a million things. I have a very big soft spot for that damn movie and I don't know why. There's so many things wrong with it and I do not care. Is this a Josh Street King situation where I was like, this Keanu Reeves Force Whitaker movie is terrible, but it's so much fun. <laughs> Possibly. Um, yeah, you should watch Street Kings if you've never seen it, listeners. Okay. Uh, playing the wife to that husband is Rose Byrne. Okay. She's Renee Lambert. You know her from Bridesmaids. Yep. Spy. Neighbors. Yep. There you go. Being Ooh. funny. She's Australian. Not Australian people in this movie. Well, yeah. The writer and director. Uh, they have three kids, but the only one we're going to talk about is the oldest. He's played by Ty Simpkins. Dalton. This is a Carol Ann situation. You hear Dalton yelled a lot in this movie. Okay. Um, he's the child lead of Iron Man 3. And he is in Jurassic World. <laughs> okay. Dinosaur connection. Oh, yeah. We always have a dinosaur connection, don't we? Okay. We never have a dinosaur connection. I think it could been the last one we did. No, that was from like five minutes ago, and I said more on dinosaurs in a minute. No, before that. <laughs> yeah, whatever, y'all. Uh, okay, let's get to the heart and soul of these fucking movies. All right, here we go. Lynn Shay. Lynn Shay. Elise Rainier. Um, Lynn Shay's an interesting character. Lynn Shay was, I say was, is an actress. Okay, that was my next question. Who... Her brother owned New Line Cinema. Oh, wow. So Just owned it. For the okay. longest time, people put her in movies because her brother owned the studio. And I'm not saying that she's like a bad actress, but they, and when I, they put her in movies, they didn't make her the lead. Okay. Lynn Shay is in like a billion movies. And until the 90s, it was all like bit parts. Like just... Oh, shit, there's Lynn Shay in the back there. Oh, there's, just there's because... Lynn Shay there. So, like, just as a fun little thing. So she's she's plays super pit parts in Alone in the Dark, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street, where she plays a teacher okay. for, like, one scene. Uh, she's in Critters and Critters 2. <laughs> playing a poster of that? No. No, I do fucking love the Critters movies. Um, she's in The Hidden. It wasn't until the Fairley Brothers <laughs> in the 90s that... People were like, oh, it's that lady. When they put her in everything, like, she was in Dumb and Dumber. Okay. She was in Kingpin. She's the one that Woody Harrelson, the landlady, they asked to fuck. (laughs) 
Yeah. The one that's like, okay. I know exactly who you're yeah. talking about. He's now. like, uh, something about sex. I'm a bad like, person for a, knowing that. You gotta take a crap. You're leaning off with something loose there, tiger. Like, yeah, that's Lynch, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Continue. She's in there's something about Mary, right? Yes. She's the, one she's the, the super town. She's the super yeah. tan one. Um, that's Lin Shay. Yes. Okay. I know exactly who she is. The linchpin of this entire franchise. Oh, shit. This is really where Lin Shay, it's so odd because she was like a working actor who did bit parts for a long time and then got up to being like fourth or fifth down in like the movie, right? Yeah. Like all through the 90s, she's like the odd, quirky, weird neighbor friend yep. landlady landlady that you got right. to do with it gross lady um, you have to fuck and she's Josh. like a, she's like a, that, that kingpin i know but it's just gross lady i gotta fuck okay that's that's the part she's playing right with shows yeah no. were like fucked up teeth or yes like, crazy tan skin or yeah, yeah i know and she's like an adorable wonderful woman and it wasn't until insidious and she's like in her 60s or 70s where someone was like, why don't we just make her like, I don't know. Important. The like cornerstone a... of a franchise. And she's in all four Insidious movies. And she's kind of the most Are important Are we watching character. all four this month? Yes. All right. Okay. Um, now, moving on from Lin Shay, who okay. I adore. Um, we got Lee Winnell. We talked about it the, being the writer. He plays Specs. Um. And then his partner is Angus Sampson, who plays Tucker. And they work for Lynch Shea in these movies. And those three are in all four Insidious movies. Okay. They're the only ones that are in all four. Uh, and that leaves us one. One? One actor to talk about. Who's that? Playing Patrick Wilson's mother. Okay. Uh, Lorraine Lambert is Barbara Hershey. I do love Barbara Hershey. <laughs> uh, we've, okay. we've gotten to talk to her. We, we've gotten to talk about her in the past because she was in Black Swan and we covered Black Swan. We almost did a movie She's with from her. Beaches, of course. In uh, January called The Entity because it's an 80s horror, like ghost movie. Um, but it's a ghost movie where the ghost just like sexually assaults her like repeatedly. And oh. I was like, mm. that's that's a negative on my enjoyment scale. Yeah. So that's why we skipped it. Uh, she was the lead of Boxcar Bertha. She was Boxcar Bertha. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in Hoosiers. Yeah. Uh, the greatest basketball movie of all time. I, would, I think most people would agree with you on that. And Beaches. Yeah. The movie that my mom would make me watch yes. whenever I acted up. <laughs> How dare you? I would, I'd be like, let's now. I'm going to act up right now. I want to watch that movie again. Love that movie. I'm a... 40-something-year-old woman. Of course, I love that movie. All right, this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me a poster from the movie, and I guess what's going to happen. Here we go. Here we go. Insidious. I th- is this the movie where it's like... No, I don't think it is. Where it's all like camera footage like from security films. Oh. No, this is not a found footage movie. So this is like an evil kid. Evil kid insidious insidious okay i think this is going to be a movie about a fucked up kid and a mom tries to like 
cover it up, cover it up. He's not doing anything wrong. Let's just move. <clears throat> sort of a thing. A mom trying to, trying to protect her child who is a cold-blooded killer. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. Um, I you think that... <laughs> uh, I think this movie is going to scare the shit out of you. And I think it's going to scare the shit out of your mom, which I highly recommend we watch it with her. Okay. Um, there is a reason why... I wanted to watch the Poltergeist movies before I watched these. Why? Um, Why? They're very similar. <laughs> okay. I, I don't like the way this is going down, y'all. Okay. How can we watch these films? How can we access them? Uh, we have some weird Blu-ray box set in a metal container with a... Nope. Okay. I mean, I have them all in Blu-ray. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, they but... Didn't, they've never been released as a set... I don't know. It's like this weird, it's the in-between okay. franchise. So, like, I love the Insidious movies, and a lot of people do. But I think where coming out of, like, the Saw movies, and they made Insidious, and then they were like, Insidious, oh, The Conjuring. Everyone was like, oh, fuck, The Conjuring. All right. Okay. So, so The kinda... Conjuring tends to get more love okay. than Insidious does. Um all right. Well, so this this movie is like it's on Amazon. I think it's streaming on like the TBS app. All right, it's <laughs> the TBS app, and it's gonna scare the shit out of me. This movie is like goddamn. Okay, I don't know. Like I assume most people that have that listen to this podcast or know me mm-hmm. as a human mm-hmm. have seen this movie or probably own it in mm-hmm. some form. Okay, uh, it's, this movie was a pretty gigantic horror film of the 2000 Great. early 2010s i was busy being a young mom so young cool mom okay well <clears throat> anyway we're that's what we're off to do is watch this movie and i'm gonna if, yeah. if josh is by himself at the end you know why if i come back it's just my voice <laughs> all right join us won't you mind the doors
your son. We watched Insidious and I screamed a lot. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. What's the number one thing I hate? Jump scares. What was the number one thing in this movie? Jump scares. I was going to say a screaming baby, but. We don't talk about that. Number two is uh, things in mirrors. And what was this movie all about? Both of those things. So, you know, we're getting closer and closer to that title every, with every passing week. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just, that's, this that's movie something did, to say. This movie did scare the shit out of you. Yes. And, um, it affected my sleep. I, I really thought, I was like, this one's going to scare the shit out of you. Um, and it did. You, you did. You thrashed around. You had a hard time falling asleep. It, <sighs> it was a rough go. You jumped through the entire movie. A lot of screaming. A lot of screaming. A lot of Ugh. like. Ugh. You watched this movie Mm-mm. in two different ways. Okay. You spent the entire time either freaking out or just angrily staring at me. <laughs> that was the entirety of watching. This movie, that was my entire experience of watching this movie with you, was, oh, she's screaming. Yeah. Covering her face. She's not oh, happy. Now she's staring at me like she's going to punch me. Oh, she's not happy. There we go. Yay. <laughs> it's, the two, it's the two sides of oh, the true love. Uh, this, Can you tell me the plot? Um, a little boy becomes haunted by... Uh, ghosts from another realm who try to come back to this realm. That's all I can say. Is that enough? I mean, kind of, sort of. Um, what, what important aspects well, did I forget? IMDb has, it's pretty simple. A family looks to prevent evil spirits from trapping their comatose child in a realm called the Further. Well... But he are like that's yeah. that's not right. He's already there. They're just trying to prevent. They're trying to get him back. Well, he's comatose because basically their child Dalton. Dalton, you know this because much like Caroline, it's going to get yelled a lot. Dalton. So he is an astral projector, right? And every so while he's he leaves his body and he goes out and explores. What if that's why I'm the way I am? I have to like. <laughs> Gentle listeners, uh, I have to suit up to sleep. Like, I have to take pills. I have a REM disorder. I have to put in a mouth guard because I, like, grind my teeth. I have a CPAP machine because of the aforementioned REM disorder. I have to have white noise playing. And it's got to be really dark. Well, as someone who sleeps beside you, my experience isn't that you're leaving your body it's that something's trying to get in oh gotcha um, oh i also had the pillow coffin that i live in that yeah. i sleep in it's my happy place prior to all that it would be like oh and she's punching me again <laughs> she's kicking me again oh oh he puts up with so much and um, i have to watch these videos <laughs> 
and this cycle continues. Uh, the whole, the whole, the whole plot of Insidious, much like your sleep schedule, <laughs> is wild. Uh, it's a child, like I said, he's an astral projector, yeah, and he gets he lost, goes too far out. They, the demon, mm-hmm. like the main baddie, is not a ghost. He's, he's a, a demon. demon, and he lures Dalton out and then traps him. Which means that there's nothing in his body. Right. His body's there. It's for all intents, uh, all, all intention, all purposes. It's uh, it, it's in a coma. Yes. But his consciousness is His soul has left his body. His soul, right. His consciousness is gone. And so it's left like a door ajar and things are trying to get in it. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, oh, I can get in. Can there's an it. empty vessel. You know, it's like leaving your car unlocked. <laughs> Yeah. And the keys in the ignition, eventually someone's going to climb into that fucker and take off in it. And so every ghost is trying to do that, but the closest is this demon, which is called the lipstick demon. Because <laughs> he has like a red lipsticky face, which it, is scary. It, it is. A, he has Clo- he, cloven feet, not hooves. He's called the lipstick demon about. because he covers his face in lipstick. Mm-hmm. It's actually lipstick on his face. Yeah. Uh, but long story short, they call in a lady. Named Elise, and they call him a specialist. Fight the demon. It's a whole thing, and it ends with the family being reunited. Yay! Are they on a cliffhanger? Yes, there's a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of this one, which I'm sure we're going to dive right into next week. Uh, Here's the thing. Here's the thing about this movie. Mm -hmm. What's the thing about this movie? So, how did you enjoy Poltergeist? I can see the parallels before we even begin. Very similar to Poltergeist. They're very. There are a lot of similarities. For sure. This movie would not exist without Poltergeist. I think what I said at the time was this movie was, or this movie is what I thought Poltergeist would have been. Does that make sense? Like, I was so scared of what Poltergeist was. It turned out to be, like, nothing. I thought it was this movie, which was awful. Yeah, so... I mean, not awful, like, as in bad. I mean, it was terrifying. Similarities to Poltergeist, right? Objective. You've got a family... Yes, that's correct. That's very surface level stuff. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy the fact that in this, they, they go out of their way to be like, oh, there's a haunted house. And then they move because every time I've ever seen a haunted house, yes. I've always been like, well, just fucking leave. So they leave and then shit keeps happening. And then right. Lynn Shea's like, it's, the house isn't haunted. Your kid's it's haunted. your kid. So you fucked up your credit score and moved twice for no reason. <laughs> that's what Josh was worried about. Yeah, I'm like, oh. Oh, God, oh, their no. credit score's going to take a hit. Oh. Take seven years to get, it to get off their credit report. I couldn't imagine buying one house in California, let alone two houses in California. Especially that first in one. In a was short a, amount of time. It was a beautiful home. That's, that's for sure. That's why they did downgrade. The second home was significantly smaller. Yes. Uh, so there is the, quote, nuclear family, mm-hmm. right? Both families have a dad, a mom three kids yes correct right they deal with a like a parapsychologist character right so in this it's the two guys come in similar to the two guys marty and i can't remember the guy's name from poltergeist Mm -hmm. right if you don't remember i definitely there's not a dr lesh character instead it's just elise yeah who's basically the tangina character yeah Right, who comes in and she's like a medium. I'm and just trying to remember everyone's names. Yes, she could see ghosts and she could do everything Tangina can do. 
Yes. And then they have to, similar to Poltergeist, go into the other side and bring, to retrieve their child. Right. One of the parents has to. Except in this movie, we get to see it. Correct. Um, which is basically a bonkers. A, 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 big swath of fog in negative space because mm-hmm. this movie was made for not a lot of money <laughs> well and yet it got so so many sequels well because it was made for 1.5 million dollars and, and made 97 million there it is <laughs> damn so that's why this movie has well there's four of them in total. Actually, there's going to be a fifth one. They're working on a fifth one. Well, like so. I said, I mean, their objective was to scare the shit out of people. And it, I mean, objective complete. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Now, this movie kind of was mm-hmm. one of the movies responsible for kicking off the big horror renaissance. Of the that happened when it came mid-aughts. out. So 2011, I believe, was when this movie came out. Okay. There were horror franchises, like Saw and whatnot, but... This movie was... I remember my mom talking about this movie. And this movie led to uh, the Conjuring movies, which okay. are the definitive like horror franchise, I think, of now. There's like a whole Conjuring universe similar to like a Marvel universe where there's like spinoffs and it's yes. insane. But... And it's crazy because James Wan is kind of this preeminent, huge name in the horror community. But when he did Conjuring, they were coming off of back-to-back flops. So they did oh, really? Saw, and Saw was huge, right? Yes. Huge, as evidenced by the fact that there's like nine of Five, them. Five, yeah. Like, like, so many. Oh, yeah, there's a ton at this point. I've never seen it, but I know of them. Yeah. And then, so they parlayed that and jumped off and went dead silence. Okay. You know, the puppet movie that we watched. Right. Now, that movie had a lot of... we. Listen to the episode if you want to hear talk about it. They had a lot of studio interference. It's a few weeks back. It was a whole thing. Long story short, it did not do as well as they had hoped. Hell yeah. And then they tried to leave horror behind completely. Right. And did Death Sentence, which is a Kevin Bacon, like, dad okay. revenge movie. Like, Kevin Bacon's kid gets killed, and he goes out and starts killing gangbangers, basically. Wow. Um, How yeah. very Clint Eastwood of him. Or Charles Bronson. <laughs> okay. Or Bronson. So they were coming off like back-to-back flops and they kind of went back to basics. That's why they only have one and a half million dollars. Okay. And boom. Started this, with this, this really. That's what needed to happen. Yeah, because after this, James Wan and the writer Lee Winnell do The Conjuring. Okay. Which, which is, is also fucking enormous. Yeah. And then the same year The Conjuring comes out, Insidious 2 comes out. And then that's the end of James Wan's connection to the Insidious movies. Nice. Is Conjuring, or uh, Insidious 2. And so then, but there's also, there's three and then a prequel, correct? There's four total. Four total, okay. So he's only involved in the first two. Yeah. How exciting. And then it became this thing where ghost movies became kind of what zombie movies had been before that. Like there were so many zombie movies and there still are. Yeah, there was World War Z, and there was just a ton for Thanks a while to The there. Walking Dead, there's like zombies oh, fucking everywhere. Yeah. But there were ghost movies everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like between this and like the stuff that had come out of Japan, like previous, like The Ring and whatnot. So this really kicked off like a horror renaissance in a lot of ways, I think. Now, this film was shot in three weeks. What? <laughs> Damn. Like the entire production was just three weeks long. Wow. 
That's okay. Well, I mean, for that much money, you know, you do what you can. Damn, that gives me a whole new feeling about this. Yeah. That's crazy. And if you think about it, this movie feels big. Yeah. But there's really only three locations, if you think about it. There's the first house. There's the second house. And then there's the further. And then we get other, like, his classroom. Well, up, yeah, but that that's all generic. Like a day. And then the, the, the further... We're just those two just houses. Space yeah. With those houses, right? Yeah. Like they just went into the empty house and threw in a fog machine. and. Now that you say that, yeah. Oh, yeah. and just, huh. Well. Do you, mm? like, did you get any sense of anything at play beyond the surface level of this movie? Not really. This is just a really good old-fashioned scare the hell out of Cindy movie. Yeah. It was, whew. What about you? Of course. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is where we differ. Okay, what did uh, you pick up on? It's definitely like we've talked about the idea of generational trauma in the past, mm-hmm. right? Of Oh, yeah, so he, the father has had the same sort of thing happen to him. He, almost in like the way Poltergeist 2, we find out that, oh, the grandmom kind of has this gift as well, and, and it... There's another thing that has in common with Poltergeist. It's always coming up Poltergeist. Yeah, everything's coming up Poltergeist. Sorry. Yeah, it's definitely a thing where, and I'm glad they didn't try to save it and shoehorn it into a sequel. Mm-hmm. They're just very matter of fact. Well, your son's an astral projector because you're an astral projector. That's and kind of how he saves him. You're so good at it that we had to like shut your power off when you were a kid and make you forget about it. Yeah, because you were... Do essentially what happened to his son would have happened to him. They were trying to be yeah. prevented. They were trying to prevent that. But isn't that a way a lot of people handle trauma? Just forget about it, try like, to pretend it didn't happen? Exactly. Yeah. It, but it doesn't work. Nope. For right. sure. Okay. So the idea of, well, I'm just going to shut this shit off and let you forget about it. And, and it works until good. he's got a child, and then the child suddenly is experiencing problems from the unresolved issues right that his uh, father left him yep yeah he inherited from his father exactly. yeah exactly so i think that's a okay i can see that element of this movie i can see that for sure that's the whole purpose of this podcast dear i just get scared then you go no but look at all these interesting things that you didn't <laughs> think of before yeah anything else i just like I keep thinking, why did we get a Poltergeist remake when this movie exists? It's yeah, basically it's a basically poltergeist a remake. Poltergeist remake, but with modern scares. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you, toe to toe, toe to toe, shot for shot. I think the nostalgia factor can't help me but put Poltergeist above this. Okay, because I it, it's kind of like. You can like them for different reasons, but yeah. if we're talking about a good old fashioned horror scare fest. This is definitely above Poltergeist for sure. Oh, this is, I think this is scarier than Poltergeist. Yeah. I think Poltergeist is a better movie. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Like me personally, it's where I'm at on the whole Poltergeist insidious debate that no one is having but us. <laughs> but us. Okay. So. so I figure next week we're watching Insidious too. Yes. We are. We are. <sighs> now, mm. I don't think this movie. Oh, he's thinking about that archive method. I can I already am. tell. And it definitely, you know, the idea of it its it has action. It moves. Yeah. Right. It's very quick. It There's opens no... with a scare. 
Yes. Like you're going through that house and that you see the bride in black and she's just standing in the fucking doorway. Yep, 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 yep. And then the, what is it, like 30 some violins just go. It's insidious. And then. Didn't like that. It's just boom, 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 boom. Did not like that. It kind of doesn't stop. Like the entire movie, there's just, it's always leading you to the next scare. Yeah. Like shit's just going to pop up and it's going to scare the ever loving shit out of you. And once I figured that out. Shit was on. I was um, on fight, flight, fawn, or faint, and I chose P. It's <laughs> just not, in general. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's revolutionary. Like we're talking about how much it's basically poltergeist. Yes, <laughs> but done now. Uh, there's no killing. I mean, there's a shitload of ghosts. Yeah, um, it's wasn't it PG thirteen? It is PG. Yeah, like it really. There's no gore. There's no... It's the same, just like Poltergeist. No one dies. It's just so fucking creepy. No fornication. It's definitely fantasy. No. Yeah. I enjoy this movie. Um, I I really like... It's the point it comes in the careers of the writer and director and what it led to. Mm -hmm. I think it's super important. They had to go back to square one and that's why it's so good. It's just a good old-fashioned ghost story. Yeah. And it is effective and terrifying. Yay. So join us next next week when we do it again, everybody. <laughs> so uh, what was your favorite scare? Um, the first time that we see the red lipstick face guy. So that is That's the nursery. Oh, that wasn't him in the nursery. Oh, no, that was the white. That was the white face guy. Yeah. And then the second one would be when uh, he's right next to grandma. Yeah. So one is at the crib, two is next to grandma. Uh, I think the best scare in this whole movie, and I remember, I saw this in theaters when it came out. Yeah? Did it do a good job freaking people out And the one scene that scared everyone in the audience, including myself, like I jumped, is whenever they're sitting around the table, Mm -hmm. and it's Rose Byrne and... um, The husband. Yeah. God, I can't remember his name on top of that. And Barbara Hershey. And they're all having the conversation. You know, she's telling that scary fucking story about, like, I had a dream. And I went into Dalton's room. And there was something in there with him. And you see that black figure. And I was like, what do you want? And it points at Dalton. Mm -hmm. And she's like, it's at Dalton. And and I think Mm -hmm. if it's interesting, if it's really clever, is it's cutting back and forth between the POV. Like like a Mm -hmm. close-up. But every time it cuts, it's, it's getting closer. Yeah. And it's leaving, like, negative space mm-hmm. behind the, like, to the side of them. Because your brain is thinking, fucking something's going to be yes. there. Yes. Fucking something's going to be there. Yep. And then it cuts back to him, and that thing is there. Mm-hmm. And it goes, ah! And that scared the ever-loving shit out of everyone in the theater. Yeah. It scared that. It's mm-hmm. such a good... It's not the greatest jump scare of all time, looking at you, Exorcist 3. <sighs> but... Damn, it's a good one. Gosh. It's a real, real good it, one. That was, that was, yep, that was good. Hmm. Okay. So, so join us next week for Insidious 2. <laughs> Until next week. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. <laughs> Yay.